little hands says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. This is the Nikki X Happy Hour. Your hosts today are Lee Vowell. I should call him Chuck D on the ship. And Todd Vandenberg. I'm mimosa for guys. I'm, I'm, I'm choking back the tears of joy thinking of a mimosa for guys. The greatest guys in the world. Well, everybody thanked me at once. And welcome to the Nikki X Happy Hour. I'm Lee with Todd and Rob. How are you? My hydrosonic missiles are cocked and loaded. We're... You know, there he goes again, profanity, it's right at the start. Why do you have to bring up cock, Rob, every show? Because I, I, I am quoting uh, someone who claims to live in a white house. <laughs> Why don't you espouse on, uh, on what your meaning is? No, that was his thing this week. He was talking about uh, these new hydrosonic, really, missiles uh, that our government is creating they make, wa- <laughs> <they> make watery sounds. <laughs> of course, this does follow on our uh, thing we said last week, which was the the seas or China hiding their submarines under the sea. Yeah, so they, I mean, maybe there's something. Maybe we're the idiots. Maybe there's something great. Maybe it's deep state stuff we're not understanding. Yeah, it's totally deep state. The hunt stuff. for yellow October. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, considering he has repeatedly called the crisis that he has done nothing to avert and pretty much done everything to uh, help increase, yeah, uh, he loves to call it the Kung Flu. I'm surprised he hasn't come up with a hunt for Yellow October. Well, did you see this rally where, you know, he said that, what, in Oklahoma last week, right, when he had that massive million people turnout. Um, um, Louis Farrakhan was there, for instance. But... um, (laughs) Anyway, but he, you know, they it was what seven thousand people or something like that, as it turned out. Six thousand two hundred nineteen yeah. is what I saw from yeah. the from the fire marshal. Yeah. So, but then you know he said the kung flu thing, which is what you just said. Right. But then he had this rally in somewhere else, wherever it was this week, and like he was, you know, saying terms, playing to the crowd, obviously, and then they yelled out, "Say kung flu," and that's what he did. I mean, yeah, sad. I mean, I, I, I'm I had some meeting this week at. Day work and, uh, you know, um, it's diversity and inclusion month at Progressive, which they do a good job of. And they make a point of not just saying, hey, it's diversity and inclusion. They actually you have to have meetings about it and and talk openly about it. I mean, they they, it's it's actually a strange place to work because they actually do want you to voice your opinion about stuff. Um, And then they kind of in a way force you to do it, uh, which is good. It's good because um, the the topic – one of the topics this week in one of the meetings was we had to listen to this podcast, ironically enough, on conflict and how conflict can be uh, positive instead of negative and, and the fact that if you work at a place where they – they people are quiet and don't voice their opinions, that's usually a worse place to work than if somebody is you – know, I mean you don't want to be disrespectful obviously, but right. you know if, if you have – if you feel something is wrong, you should be able to voice your opinion about it and, and Progressive does that. And this isn't an ad for Progressive. I just work for Progressive. Maybe God goes the same way. I don't know. Anyway, I have no idea where I was going with that, but <laughs> the, point, the point is there's – I like to think that – and I, I doubt myself a lot of times with this, but I like to think generally people, even though I said last week that the smartest people on earth are cats, I still stand by that. Um, The fact is that most people are decent and and there's a very small percentage that are not and they happen to be, to me, right, 
right-wing Republican, very conservative people. And maybe that's just my bias, and I own that. But I like to think most people are good, right? I I think most people are good. I will say one thing you said, a lot of these people who are not good people are right-wing conservatives. I I would separate that out maybe from right-wing to separate that that way. Crazy Trump people. I mean, I saw something about, you know, someone was complaining about George Will. It's like, oh, George Will's not a conservative. It's like, dude, George Will is extremely conservative. Just because he doesn't love Trump and go down on his knees and, you know, crotch love him, uh, doesn't mean he's not conservative. You know, it's it, it's incredible, you know, how they think they're still conservative. And what is our national debt at this point? What, what? what exactly are they conserving? Yeah, they're they're conserving their own point of view. Yes, exactly. They're conserving their lily white point of view. That is all they're conserving. Nothing. Well, let me let me sorry. Let me specify. Not all right wing conservatives are bad people, but I think the majority of the bad people to me are those people because they to me they tend to be. And again, this is a fucking podcast. Spouse my opinion if I want to. Second time I read the word of South is that they are. You know, again, not all right wing and conservative people are that way, but a lot of them tend to be more racist, sexist. Um, oh, a lot of them are selfish bastards. Yes. I mean, you know, I yeah. I think I've mentioned it to both of you, but I never mentioned it on a podcast. I've gotten into arguments on Facebook, which, of course, is a pointless activity. But there's one particular person <laughs> uh, that I went to school with, you know, not even at the same time. So we're Facebook friends. And he is... He is the only person I know that's a Trump supporter who is absolutely a piece of shit. I know a lot of people that are Trump supporters. They're they're good people, and we've talked about this. It's like, you know, it makes your mind crack. It's like, how does this happen? But somehow they still manage to support Trump. Not this guy. This guy is a total selfish bastard. He literally stated he doesn't care about anyone except his health and, and himself and his family. Well, that's your answer right there. And that's the answer for a lot of the people that support Trump. They don't give a crap about anybody except themselves and perhaps their immediate family, although I'm sure they would like put them on a rack of antlers and barbecue them for Trump if he asked them to. <laughs> they don't care. They're awful. You know, that subset, they're awful people. You know, I'm not going to wear a mask because I don't give a crap if, you know, I infect you. This thing, this family in, <clears throat> in Texas had a, Surprise birthday party for somebody, and 18 people wound up with COVID-19 because they were too freaking stupid to just do it on a Zoom call. It makes <laughs> you know, me sad like, for a lot of reasons. I wouldn't even have 18 per- people show up for my own birthday party. It's <laughs> me thinking about myself and my family. Selfish bastard. <laughs> now. Uh, you know, and I feel bad for some of those people, but not all of them. I mean... You made that choice. You're well aware of what the hell is going on. You should be, but you're too busy listening to Fox News. You're too busy listening to, to Trump and Pence saying, oh, this is under control. It's like, really? How many states are are reaching their peak every single day now? That's not true because the virus goes away in warm weather. That's true. It does. You know, our our feels like temperature has been over 100 for a solid week now in this county, and we're hitting new peaks every day. 
So, yeah, so much for that whole concept and about. Just for the record, Todd lives in Edmonton, Canada. So. I do, which is part of Italy. Um, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, don't one, get him started on that. <laughs> one, one, not the last thing about Trump, but one more thing about Trump is, and you guys have heard, but. We can uh, announce the last thing. Hannity, his, his good butt buddy, bunker buddy, Hannity. Did you say his good butt buddy? Yes, I did say his good butt buddy and bunker buddy. Um, served up this extreme softball, quote, what's at stake in this election as you compare and contrast, and what are your top priority items for a second term? So bear with me. Well, one of the things that will be really great, you know, the word experience is still good. I always say talent is more important than experience. I've always said that. But the word experience is a very important word. It's a very important meaning. I never did this before. I never slept over in Washington. I was in Washington, I think, 17 times. All of a sudden, I'm the president of the United States. You know the story. I'm riding down Pennsylvania Avenue with our first lady, and I say, this is great. But I didn't know very many people in Washington. It wasn't my thing. I was from from Manhattan, from New York. Now I know everybody, and I have great people in the administration. You make some mistakes, like, you know, an idiot like Bolton. All he wanted to do was drop bombs on everybody. You don't have to drop bombs on everybody. You don't have to kill people. Okay, so that is his plan for a second administration, not to rehire John Bolton. Okay, or maybe Michael Bolton. I'm not sure which one he was referring to. <laughs> he had his own four bombs. Wow. <laughs> this guy is absolutely incapable of any kind of cogent thought other than I hate people who aren't like me. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. And how, how can people support this guy? He has zero concept of what planning is, as we can see, since we're how many hundred thousand deaths are? I think 127,000 deaths. More. Keep and, going. And, you know, when we were at 15 cases, it was going to be gone in a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually had a, speaking of Facebook, I actually had a, somebody I grew up with, um, who I like, um, but he, he's really, his whole family is really, really, really conservative. Uh, actually, Matt Morgan and uh, Joe, his brother, who Matt used to call into the show 10 years ago or whatever it was. But um, anyway, uh, Joe uh, put a Facebook thing out about how many deaths. I mean, theoretically, it's not wrong because how many deaths by suicide per day, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But his chart had coronavirus, 59 deaths a day. I'm like, what are you talking about? Not 59 deaths a day, unless you're talking about your specific city, maybe. Yeah. But give me a break. I mean, let's let's not mislead the public that much, you know, by what you're posting. Or that's, I guess, the sad part to me there is what somebody's believing based on that chart. Yeah. People are constantly putting up absolutely, I would not say erroneous, I would say stupid. Stupid's good. In some cases, it's it, erroneous. It has to be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. We absolutely... Uh, erroneous would be, oops, I pressed the three instead of the six. Yeah. yeah. Some of our lovely, some of my lovely fellow citizens of Palm Beach County are going viral because of the insane things they were saying at the county hearing because they were upset that county commissioners voted 7-0 to make masks mandatory in public spaces. You know, unless you're socially distanced from someone, you don't have to wear a mask because if you're 50 feet away, there's no point in wearing a mask. But if you're possibly going to within six feet, you got to have a mask, which makes sense. And they are bringing up things like Satanism 
and uh, shutting down God's intended breathing mechanism. Those are two that, <laughs> seriously. Those are two comments that came out. I, I saw the second one. Yeah, uh, just wow. Actually, you know, with, with typos, I wanted to throw this out to see what you guys thought of of the idea because I think it's a good idea. Uh, in mid July, apparently. Uh, the FCC is going to vote on whether to have a s- national suicide prevention hotline, kind of like 911, only this is going to be, and here's where the typo comes in. According to the video I saw, it's 988. According to the headline and article, it's 998. <laughs> wow. And I thought, you know, uh, you guys well, need to make up your minds before you actually mind. bring it out. It might, might be better if they can't just make it the same digits and make it easier for everyone to remember instead yeah. of 989, et cetera, et cetera. Well, because if it's 999, we're going to think it's the guy who ran for president last time, and that, that's his tax thing. We don't <laughs> want to – I've forgotten who that was. I can picture his face. Wasn't that the dude who had the uh, the thing where the pyramids were grain silos? Was that Carson who said the 999 thing? I can't remember I, if it was Carson or if it was Romney before that. Romney Carson? Yeah, Johnny Carson. Uh, Speaking of Mitt Romney, real fast, you know, he talked. He brought up George Will. He, Romney's kind of in the same boat. No, oh, yeah, he's he's an absolute traitor. It which, shows how far we've come in as far as conservatives. Have been, which Mitt compared Romney's to father, Romney is Mitt Romney is very far to the right compared to his dad, who was a Republican. But he was back when Republicans actually had, you know, occasionally some of them had some modicum of humanity which is why Romney got in trouble with the party. <laughs> uh, George, not, not Mitt. Um, well, Mitt's in trouble now, too, because he betrayed. He's like 10% human because uh, he's no picnic. That's for sure. No, but, I mean, you'd rather have him as a president. If we had to have a Republican, you'd rather have him than Trump. Absolutely. Absolutely. Crazy. And I mentioned Bolton before. Uh, Michael what do you guys think? Yeah, should Michael Bolton be on, on trial for treason for not testifying before Congress. He should be on trial for treason for putting out the songs he did. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, my God. Talk about bombs. And the hair. Yeah. But yes, I, I, you, I think that's a, a great question. Um, yes, he should. Um, because he. we all knew now, I mean, it was kind of obvious then if you were paying attention, but basically he was saving all his, oh, they have to subpoena me. Why didn't they subpoena? But anyway, uh, they have to subpoena for me to speak the truth, but I'll wait until the book comes out. So he's like you brought up last week. He's he's wrong no matter which side you're on. Right. Um, because, yeah, he should. And, and it shouldn't be because he's got whatever classified information in the book or whatever. It should be because he had a he should have had, felt like he had a duty as an American to bring up the issues that he thought were going on and in the role that I mean, he's not just like me. Oh yeah, I, I have issues. He actually has firsthand knowledge of things. He has yeah. a duty, an obligation should have an obligation to actually bring that up if yeah. there's an inquiry going on as tar- to the for him for him knowledge. to say he didn't feel it was his role. Well, whose role is it, you jackass? It's your role to sell your story now, isn't it? It's like yeah. burn in hell and some of the crap that he has said. I mean. The one thing Trump did get right is that Bolton wanted to bomb everybody. He did. He advocated that they threaten North Korea with a nuclear strike. That was their first negotiating point. That's what he recommended to Trump. 
before he was the national security advisor. That was his first point. He said, well, this is what you should do. Tell them, and let's say... Uh, come to the table to reduce, to shut down their nuclear arms program. We're going to bomb them. We're going to blow them back to the Stone Age. That's not literally what he said, but he did recommend that we bomb them. It's like, wow, very diplomatic, dude. So Trump is right on that. Now, despite the fact that he said that, Trump hired him. That doesn't speak well of Trump. Not that much does. But knowing that this guy's first thought is to, well, let's go to nuclear war. Trump <laughs> thought, yeah, you're the guy I want. I've read some a lot of excerpts from the book because I'm not buying it, but I've read a lot of excerpts, and Trump had a lot of praise for Bolton, a lot of praise for Bolton. He loved the way he thought, and that's the way Bolton thinks. That's the way that guy has thought for decades. He is a complete evil son of a bitch bastard, and even he hates Trump. <laughs> what the hell does that tell you? But, yeah, why this idiot wouldn't go before the House – didn't wouldn't testify before the House, and he said, "Well, I'll testify before the Senate if they subpoena me, knowing the Republicans wouldn't issue a subpoena." Idiots yeah. being nice, yeah, turning him that way, yeah. So he definitely should be on trial for treason. Screw him. I, you know, anybody buying this book, that's. I hope. Uh, maybe the ACLU will, will sue him and recover all of his profits. That would be a lovely thing because he deserves no freaking money for helping to put this country in the place we're in. He absolutely could have helped stop this shit. Yeah, absolutely. Might not have made any difference because obviously the Senate was in the bag for Trump because they're a bunch of bastards too, uh, the Republican side is. But, dude, you could have done your part instead of sold your freaking story. Maybe if we had started a, a nuclear war and we had, you know, bombs going off, then maybe Trump, after seeing the kind of damage that's happening, would have said to his people, slow down the bombing. <laughs> well, so, the thing, if we didn't count the number of bombs we had, nothing would have been damaged. We would have had 17, 17 bombs, because that's yeah. how many times he went to – that's ridiculous. Just a number out of his ass. Um, speaking of, of slowing down – uh, some testing as far as uh, COVID-19, which Trump said this week or last week, whenever it was, he said it. Yes. And I like how it was like he said it, and then uh, his his own people, his people, said uh, oh no, he just said it in jest. And then he came on Fox News and said oh, no, it wasn't in jest. You're a fucking idiot, man. Yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, according to NPR, uh, we have um, Florida in the last two weeks, is up 250%. Yep. Um, Texas is up, I mean, 181. Arizona is up 130. Tennessee, where I live, is up 57. Uh, Georgia is up 113%. So yep. uh, long story short is we're doing we're doing our best here. We're doing pretty well. Can't yeah, we are. Yes, we are. When Trump was bragging about, oh, we've had more people tested than anybody else. Now, now that part. more people you have with. That was right. We have tested more people, but not nearly to the extent that he said it was. But per capita, we've tested – we ranked 25th in the world of testing per person, 25th. And we have a hell of a lot more cases than most of the countries in the world per capita. Far and away the most cases total, but even ignoring the fact that we have a big population, it's like – 
I think there were like four countries that had more cases than we did. One was Qatar and the other one was Bahrain. I don't remember what the third one was. But there, there, by no measure are we doing well with this. Absolutely no measure. Well, New York is, is actually declining, I guess, in a way. Arizona is right. is going up. And it, I've said this maybe just again, this is part of my bias, but the places that we've seen a plateau, I guess, of, of the cases, um, as far as like the growth, uh, everybody's still getting more cases, obviously. Right. Um, but a plateau, are they not Democrat-led states for the most part? Washington, California, a, New York? There was a chart that came out of that yeah. uh, uh, earlier this week, and it showed dramatically how the, the, the blue states – the ones that apparently know how to hold their breath because they're wearing a mask, I guess. Um, yeah. They're they're still going up, but nowhere near the rate that Republican-led states are going up. Right, because they're all all about supporting their their gung ho. I'll die for my country, but oh, I'm not going to wear a mask for 30 minutes because I'm freedom. It's like you guys are such whiny little shits. Well, and they probably still think partly it's. Not a hoax, but they think it's probably overblown, and they think it's overblown by the liberal media, which the president basically is telling them that's what what the case yeah. is, and they believe every word for whatever reason that he says. Because yeah. again, it goes back to you know kind of what you were saying about your your friend there holding on to himself and his family. That's really a lot of that's yeah. a lot of people only care about that. Well, and, they, and they have to. It, it's I mean, this is. It's not just those people. We go to assemblies in elementary school, or at least I'm assuming we all did. I don't know what they do nowadays. And we sing, you know, songs. Uh, you know, this land is my land, which ironically isn't. Anyway, yeah. That's a whole other story. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't mean it like that. But, Tune um, in next week for the definition of uh, yeah. what he means by that. <laughs> but, uh, but basically, I mean, we're taught at a young age to uh, – Organically, our country has to be the best because we we are yeah. the best. Um, we have to hold on to that, and maybe it's a it's just an intuition humans have to to not die in a way. I mean, you know, we we have to think we're great because we need to ourselves uh, grow and and grow old and and be happy. So you tend to hold on to it, but we are also uh, as as the highest level of animal able to think. Uh, beyond ourselves and make the world a better place. And just sadly, there's a lot of people who who never seem to get that that level of of thought, of global thought. It still stay was stays with I am good, my family's good. Instead of oh, you know what? Maybe I'm good, but I can also help everyone else as well. Or maybe we're all in this together. Can't we all just get along? Kind of thing. And that, that's and, that, and more education to me. It goes back to I mean. It, you have to have a culture of education in a lot of countries, Norway, Sweden, ironically enough, Northern European countries have better education systems than we do. And they also have a better culture and seem to treat each other a little bit better. And, and maybe we just, uh, we've allowed ourselves to be stupid for too long. Well, a lot of it, I think also goes back to, uh, let's bring religion in because that's always fun. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Christian mentality is what they they claim it is, but there's a big thing in Christianity, and Judaism and Islam and every religion I've ever come across of uh, that's basically the do unto others as you would have others do unto you thing. 
the the big golden rule that no one's the, I, I honestly think the conservatives have just changed it to screw unto others. Yeah. And that's that's why we're so, so fucked at the moment. Far because, yeah. Far off topic, but mentioning the golden rule reminds me of Mel Gibson, and we might talk about Mel Gibson a little bit. Uh, his big hit with the conservatives, The Passion of the Christ, which kind of mentioned the Sermon on the Mount. is like, oh, yeah, he was over there talking. I, <laughs> really? You're, you're, you're not going to convey the, the message of the story of Christ. I mean, if you're Christian, they just kind of like, oh, well, we won't even talk about what's really important about it. We'll just talk about how we got tortured for hours upon hours because Gibson is a freak for that kind of stuff. Well, I think what he was talking about was the all of dairy makers, not just the cheese makers. <laughs> totally right. Totally right. Uh, did you want to mention Mr. Gibson, Rob, about we Well, no, I mean, the, the, he had the big thing that uh, Winona Ryder got upset about. Mm-hmm. And I was not terribly surprised Mel Gibson said something like this, whatever it was, but he said it before. My right. only takeaway from this was going, huh, I didn't know Winona Ryder was Jewish. I mean, I maybe she isn't, and she just got upset, which is understandable, because I wasn't terribly happy with it either. I'm but just glad that Winona Ryder got back in the news. I, I just thought it was odd that she didn't realize Mel Gibson was homophobic and, and uh, racist and sexist. It's like, where have you been, Winona? I mean, <laughs> that wasn't exactly news. I don't. I mean, the story. No, no reason not to run the story, right? But it's like, as far as her reacting this way, it's like, how were you shocked? Instead of just saying, yeah, confirmation, what we've all known for decades. This guy's an asshole. <laughs> Do you so, know Quentin Tarantino lived in Israel? I did not know that. He's married. He's Jewish, and he is married to a Jewish lady, and they live in Israel. Isn't that weird? I did not know that. That's interesting. You know what his first TV appearance was? Andy Griffith Show. <laughs> the Andy Griffith Show. You're not that far off. Actually, his, his first television appearance was as an Elvis impersonator on The Golden Girls. Oh, yeah, that's right. Season Episode 4, Season 1. Uh, something like that. Sophie's wedding, Sophia's yeah. wedding, part one, I think. Yep. Y'all ain't right. Y'all ain't right. <laughs> no, I, I, to be honest, I'm not making any of that up. I think that's correct. I, I think that's. I, I don't know about the the season and episode, but that 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 is where it was. Was Sophia's wedding? God. Why not a writer is. Jewish. Her father is Jewish, and Ryder has described herself as Jewish. This, according to uh, the real news source, Wikipedia. Ah, there you go. I just do you. And this is just to ask: Do you really care what religion other people are? You know, like famous people, where you go, Winona Ryder. Oh, she's Jewish. I didn't know. Didn't care. I just know that she's a good actress, and uh, she's she's really cute. Only, only, she is cute. The only time I care is when somebody's trying to hit my head over with their religion. Yeah. yeah. Or, or if they invite me to services and I have to ask for directions because I need to know if I'm going to temples and, you know, where I'm headed. So, yeah, I could care less. Maybe okay. Not just me. Yay. Yeah, no, it's just it – is, it is interesting whether she actually just responded to Mel Gibson because of his assholeism or because she's actually Jewish. And it turns out to be both. There you go. 
What a concept. Yeah. So baseball's going to start officially, I guess, right? The end of July. End of July. Although I'm not quite sure why they're not sure of the date yet. That's kind of weird. Actually, I think they gave two dates with right. one of them. Because not all the teams always start on the same day because... Well, last day what it was like this day or that day. It was like, <laughs> which is Well, okay. I'm going to go back to a quote uh, who's a commissioner, Rob Manfred, which still sounds weird to say. Um, <laughs> he was in Manfred yeah. Man. Manfred the Wonder Dog. <laughs> Fred, the guy who worked at the rock quarry. Um, Played by no, Quentin he, uh, now. <laughs> he had a quote a couple weeks ago about when, when they were trying to finalize everything. Mm-hmm. Where they had, we finalized a 70-game season, and then the next day, we finalized a 60-game season. Oh, wait, make up your mind yeah. here. <laughs> uh, but his quote, which I loved, which was that there was unequivocally going to be a season, and he said that it was 100% likely to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least now it's 100% definitely likely. Um, well, you followed that on the next day with he was not confident anymore. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, he meant personally. He didn't mean sports wise. This season is brought to you by Ego. <laughs> because when you need to waffle, yeah, yeah, go to Rob Manfred. I saw a tweet which brought up an interesting point, which maybe not that interesting, but someone had brought up is like, well, we may definitely see a 400 hitter again for the first time in. Oh, that's true. Decades, which I'm is true, but, but in 60 games, everything is going to have an asterisk on this, so it doesn't matter. I mean, if someone sets a new ERA record, you know, says someone hits 4-11, like, yeah, okay, so what? It's in 60 games. That, that's the one. place an asterisk on George Brett in, what, 1980? Yeah. He, was, he missed several games and still almost hit four. Well, he hit three, 390. Yeah, 390. And he played 120-something games, right? And he wanted to... Because he got hurt because yeah. it's George Brett. And they wanted to yeah. possibly put an asterisk on it. And I'm like, the guy still hit. You know, I would have counted because he played yeah. and got enough at bats. But it's like, right. baseball's weird. That Baseball likes to screw itself up. But they put asterisk. They want to. Yeah. And they just, everything has to be so pure. And yet yeah. the sport is so unpure. And it's just right, like. Right, right. What do you think the odds are that the DH is gone forever? I mean, obviously it's gone for this season. But because I thought cool. they were having it this season. Agreement. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the pitcher's hitting is gone forever. Okay. Uh, I can see that happening because first of all, it's better for the players because you have more older players who can play longer because they're DHs. Right. I'm surprised it already hasn't happened to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll agree. That's I don't funny. like it. I, I mean, I'd rather pitch everybody who plays now. Pitchers obviously. You know, if you like if you like the long ball, you want DHs. But I just it goes back to I think everybody who's playing on the field that but, day should also hit. But but the everyday hitters, there's so many of them who can hit the long ball, like you said. And, and what makes it, I mean, to me is like, yeah, you see hitters who go up there and you know, and they can barely hold a bat. That's not entertaining. I get that. But when you have the occasional pitcher, okay, maybe the rare pitcher who really can hit, that is such a cool moment. To me, mm-hmm. that's much much better. Leave them in if you want to. Well, that's true. Mm, well, well, okay. What does this do for? Uh, oh, I'm going to mispronounce the guy for Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, was it Shohei Otani or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Pitcher who can't yet. get and plays outfield when he's not pitching or something. Yeah. I don't know what the latest status is with him. 
I don't even know if he's ready to play. He's hurt. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always going to be hurt. Yeah, I think he unfortunately is going to be one of those guys, which is sad. But no, there are. I mean, and to be, I'll yeah. I mean, I, I see, I see. Both sides. I just prefer pitchers to hit, but it's also how cool is it when Madison Baumgartner, who I'm not a Giants fan, obviously, but he gets up and hits what exactly five runs a season. It's like that's, that's why awesome. that's why I would rather see the pitchers hit because those moments are worth seeing. I mean, there are plenty of fielders who can't hit either, so you know it's not like oh well, you know all the fielders can hit is like no, not really. <laughs> so yeah, leave the pitchers. Buddy Biancolana. <laughs> Jesus, yes. What they should have yeah, DH for most catchers who can't hit. Yeah. So I'll just have actually. I think there's a thing in the rule so, that it, it doesn't say well, that the DH has to be for the pitcher. No, it doesn't. Hmm. You can have a DH for a catcher, I suppose, or a shortstop, or a hot dog vendor. How would you like to be that player on that team, though? If you're a pitcher, <laughs> like I mean, yeah, that, that, that's going to be severely demoralizing, I would think. But Bianca yeah. <laughs> but you know, in the instances like like you said, if you're in an interleague game and you got Bumgarner, it's like, really, are you going to have a DH hit for him? It's like, depending on who's playing short, you might want to have someone hit for the shortstop instead. I mean, I'm, now I'm shortstops hit home runs. Yeah, yeah. Just depends on the player. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I'm excited for it, finally. Oh, my God. I, I don't know about the NBA, though. As far uh, as schedule. As far as how many players are going to play, because every time there's – every day there's like a, there's another player who says, no, I'm not playing. I just – I'm not – I don't think there's going to be a lot of them that are sitting out, but I wonder as we get closer to the actual tip uh, if that's going to change. If people are going to say, yeah, I'm not, considering that they're going to play in Orlando and uh, Orange County is not exactly a lovely environment these days, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. Well, the environment's lovely. It's the diseases that are ro- roaming around. and Well, actually, Orlando in July is hideous. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, why did they chose Orlando? It's like, what the hell are you thinking? Disney paid them money, I guess, or Universal, wherever it is. Go, go to, go to Wyoming, someplace where there are virtually no people, so there is virtually no COVID nineteen. That's true. That's a good point. Would have made a lot more sense. That is, they could have played in Yellowstone, like oh, just wow. done it outside. Would have so geyser cool. in the background. <laughs> Actually, you put geyser in center court. That way, it, all right, it's time for the tip off. Yep. Beautiful. It would be. It would be the new beautiful game. And there'd be some freak that would still be able to, to tap the ball. <laughs> there would be. I, I have a question for you, Lee, about your one of your main men. LeBron. Mr. Oh, Djokovic. Yes. What do you think about this? He, he made a huge error. Um, yeah. He's owned up to it. Of course, it's post, post him getting COVID-19. Right. But he was being really stupid about it. He's, he's my favorite tennis player, but he my- was being really stupid. I'm still not sure if he's my favorite tennis player, but definitely one of my two or three favorite tennis players right now. And I was like, what a freaking moron. It's like, mm-hmm. I love your apologies now. I was like, maybe you should have freaking listened to everybody who has any intelligence before you freaking did this. Yeah. And People who may not realize, decided he would have an exhibition tennis tournament. Well, not only that, he went to a concert. 
yeah. was packed full of people. He did everything you shouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. And apparently, he, which I didn't realize until this came out, but he's an anti-vaxxer. He's like, good move, dude. Try not to get smallpox. I mean, what? Well, what but he, lives in, he lives in Croatia, so you're not really sure how good he, that vaccination is. <laughs> he is a citizen of the world. He has access to decent health care. Not in this country, because we don't have it either. But, you know, he could have gone to Canada. So, <sighs> dude. Yeah, he uh, went to a packed concert, um, held a basically a tennis match. I mean, he put him, himself right. at risk, obviously. He put his family at risk, obviously. And he put a whole bunch of other people at risk. Right. And, and you know, of course, like I said, you can't you can't not own up to it now because it's so right. obvious what the mistake was. Mistakes were. But, uh, yeah, he just did something stupid. I want a lot more than an apology from him. He has a lot of money. He needs to do something with his money to make amends for this shit. Agreed. Because that's just – that's reprehensible. And he's an intelligent guy. Yeah. I mean – Most most sense players are because basically if you're really good, you get a lot of private education growing up right. because you're on sports. And then you're traveling the world meeting different people and you have to interact with those people and be able to speak different languages most of the time unless you happen to speak English and then you don't care about other languages. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's some people go to go to you know the French Open um, and, and try to speak French and say – and that's cool. Right. But then you've got, um, but not everybody does that. But even yeah. then you've got Federer and Djokovic and Nadal. How many languages do they speak? Yeah, I don't know. Six or seven each. I mean, yeah, those guys are crazy. So that was really uh, upsetting that he, he did this. I, like he said, I'm really glad that he owned up to it, but he needs to do more than say sorry. I don't care how sincere you are. And I know he's totally sincere. But, dude, you may have killed some people. And Federer, on the other problem. hand, from the beginning, has put money forth yes. to do things. Right. Well, see, he's allowed to go to the concerts. No. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just like he's put his – it's kind of the opposite. So like Todd is saying put money forth – and I know Robin understands this, but you're saying yes. put money forth. And, and, and Federer has done that since from the beginning. Right. To be honest, Federer, Federer uh, seems kind of like a saint anyway as a person because he's always <laughs> done good things. His Saint Federer probably one day. But uh, oh, I really? mean – he approached it the right way to begin with, and and it's just yeah. too bad that, you know. Do you realize that over half of his name is Er? <laughs> uh, yes, Er, 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 I was like, Feber? <laughs> one, one more happy fever. One more happy note about Trump. I, I love the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic that he actually we're not in the middle of a pandemic. We're still probably on the low slope of the true pandemic. And he wants to get rid of health care. You know, soon for to decertify Obamacare It's like good timing, buddy. Not that it's ever a good time to do this, but yeah, let's try to get. Let's try to eliminate health care for millions of people because nobody needs that right now. Like, how the hell can anybody support this evil bastard? <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, Biden's so far ahead of him in all the polls that it's Trump. Is Even on Fox win. News. Even on Fox News. Yeah. But what's going to happen is the general election will be 50-40 and Trump will still somehow win the electoral yeah. college. I, I love one of the tweets that Biden put out. Ignore the polls. 
Yes. But he meant Polish people. Yes, because, yeah, they're evil. They're almost as bad as the Italians. Yeah, make sure you vote November 3rd. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And Trump Trump said basically the same thing. Ignore the proles is what he said. He did say that. That's true. No, he wouldn't even – he wouldn't understand what that meant. No, he wouldn't understand. He would probably say ignore the prawns. (laughs) They're bad. They went bad. God. Well, that's our show. Anybody else got anything to say? I, I have two two last things to leave the show with. One is, what, what is a good news thing? It's a bit weird thing, but it's a good news thing. Uh, it comes from Prince, of all people, who yeah. I'm fairly certain is, is, is dead, actually. But uh, they're re-releasing the Sign of the Times album, except it's coming out on either eight CDs or 13 LPs with a DVD of a 1987 concert. And for those of you thinking, how the hell are you going to fit all of, what is that, one track per disc? No. <laughs> Sign of the Times is being re-released with 63 previously unreleased tracks. Which is a, holy crap, coming back from the dead to, wow. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff to just kind of have in a closet somewhere. Can I interject something? Because I'm a huge Prince fan. You go right ahead. Um, when Doves Cry, you guys may know this, but uh, when they made the movie Purple Rain, uh, the director needed a song for the montage, which actually When Doves Cry, that whole part to montage. And uh, there was no When Doves Cry the eight hours before that montage was set to edit. And the director said, Went to Prince and said, hey, man, can you – we need a song for a montage. Do you have anything? And Prince was like, I don't have anything, but I'll – so he went home to his home recording studio, wrote the song, recorded the song, edited the song, and by 8 a.m. gave the song to the guy. What a freak. <laughs> I had never heard that. Holy crap. Yeah, so in eight hours, he – Made the song up, recorded the song all himself, every instrument. There's not a whole lot of instrumentation on that song, but he, he always plays his own instruments anyway, no yeah. matter what it was. And then and then produced the song and then had it fully ready for the movie. Just ridiculous. That's Dang awesome. Uh, the other thing, I'm going to – I got to do the dumb headline of the week, but it's it's different this week <laughs> because it has to do with the other headlines that should be there and aren't. Uh comes from CNN on Monday where they've – if you go to CNN.com, you've got that big red line at the top that tells you the top stories of the day. And on Monday it said, COVID-19 cases rise at record levels across the globe, MLB moves forward, and voters in New York and Kentucky head to the polls. All over the CNN website there are COVID-19 stories. There are stories about the New York and Kentucky people going to the polls. The MLB story didn't even make in the sports section. <laughs> there was not a link to the story. They said, hey, look at this big story. There's nothing there for it. <laughs> Good job. I think you forgot something, fellas. Hello. <laughs> Good job. Wow. Mm-hmm. Actually, did you want to end the show with a Dixie Chicks question? You mean the Chicks? Well, yeah, yeah that's that's the thing. They changed their name to the Chicks, which I'm thinking, is that really just 
uh, the same, you know, just as sexist, but it just doesn't have the racism now. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, chicks, chicks can call themselves chicks, though. True. I was chastised for that because someone someone said chicks can call themselves chicks, but guys can't call themselves chicks. And who's not going to call them chicks? I said, I'm not. I'm a guy. Well, how dare you say that? I'm like, well, you, you know, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> At least uh, it is weird how we're having this. Uh, I've never really listened to the Dixie Chicks, but I understand their, their political sensibilities are a little bit more closely re- uh, aligned with mine. So a I lot. guess they come from a, from a, yeah, they come from a, come from a good source. Whereas Lady Antebellum, I don't know anything about when they just changed their name. What is it now? Wait, like we talked about this last Lady, time. Lady, Lady A. Yeah. Lady A. Yeah. So it's just kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird thing that's happening with country music bands as far as those kind of bands. But I don't know. I can't wait till Alabama changes their name. <laughs> to Al. <laughs> yeah, just Al. <laughs> and Weird Al will open for him. It's like, what? <laughs> That'd be awesome. And they only do a cover of a Paul Simon song, which is weird. <laughs> oh, that's their entrance theme. And that should be our exit. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>